0: Hello, I'm Pastor Draper of Maranatha Bible Church and in light of the recent virus from China and looking at the devastating impact displaced, despondent, in pain, in confusion not knowing where to go I want to preach a message entitled Starting Over This is a special message that you really don't want to miss because the reality of life is that sooner or later all of us have to start over. After the death of a loved one uh, not passing a course a failed marriage a bad decision on and on it goes life will put us in position where we will have to start over. I will be preaching from Genesis chapter 7 and 8. Lessons and insights from the life of Noah. And said, behold, this has touched my lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I. Send me. You ought to underline that. That's right. You know, when, God, when you've been arrested by God. You have this kind of attitude. Lord, wherever you want me to go, I go. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I do. Lord, whatever you want me to say, I say. Lord, whatever you want me to be, I be. You know, so God, will let you go matriculate through college like he did me. Majoring in one thing He said, OK, I trained you over there and I'm going to dispatch you and I'm going to I'm, I'm going to put you in an area that you weren't even trained for. But I'm going to use that secular training to even bless your ministry. Sometimes God make you successful in something that you weren't even trained in and he'll move you into another level of training. And then you got to go into that area and find yourself studying and learning biblical studies and all these kinds of things to prepare yourself for ministry. So here I am a master's in music and bachelor's and education and teaching school and all these kinds of things. And God says, oh, no, you're not going to be a music teacher. I know you went through a master's in education and all that, but you're not going to do that. I'll let you teach five years at Hamilton Middle School, and I'm going to take you out. You get your five-year pen, and I'm going to dispatch you to San Antonio because there's a people I want you to know, and I want you to serve. And my wife and I have been here ever since because of God, our attitude of saying, Lord, here I am. Send me. Now, can you say that? Can you say, Lord? Here I am, send me. Now, some of y'all scared to say that because you don't know where he's going to send you. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you, 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 you scared to say that? You, you want to fix your mouth? Oh, oh, uh-huh. I don't want to pray that. I like my house. I like my job. I like, I like my friends. I like my relatives. I never did. When I left Houston, I never did get back there to 3510 Kaplan Street. I'm glad I didn't. I probably been worst off. Anyone ever go back home, you see those folks living worst off. And I'm so glad I'm not a worse off person. I'm better because I heard the voice of God. Amen. When believers have a personal encounter with the Lord, he will reveal his will to those who make themselves available to him. When you're available to God, he'll clarify his will to you. The reason he won't clarify his will because you're not available in your spirit. Look at you thinking now. He said, I, 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 God, I, I don't know your will. Well, because you're not available. You're not available. You want to do just enough to get by. Some of you just satisfied going to heaven. No work, no no serving, just Lord, I want to see you. But when you get up there, there's going to be judgments of rewards based on works done here on earth. Now, we don't work to be saved. We don't believe in salvation works, but we do work because we are saved. That's a big difference. Look at verse 8c. It says, then I said, here I am, send me. Also, do not expect God to reveal his will to you if your life is corrupt. You live in one way in the church and then you go home, you're a whole different person. You're not going to know his will if you're defiled, you life life filled with sin. You're not going to know his will if you're racially prejudiced. That's right. You can't have all that in you. You can't, you can't know his will if you can't forgive people and move on. Unforgiveness will keep you from discovering the will of God for your life. Some of y'all been holding grudges and God can't do a thing with you. You're still holding on to that betrayal of 15 years ago. And God says, I'm trying to move you on. I'm trying to bless you, but you won't let me because you won't let go of that injustice that happened to you. You saw what happened to me at Calvary. They weren't just to me, so why should you think you can have a free ride without injustice happening to you? They did it to me. Notice Isaiah was convicted of his sins after seeing and being in the presence of God. Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord after his iniquity was taken away and his sin was purged. D, the will of God is revealed through enjoying your relationship with him. They use a foreword. Oh, I don't know God's will. I'm still trying to find him. Well, maybe you're not enjoying the God who can make his will known to you. You cannot be miserable doing the Lord's work and expect God to reveal his will to you. I don't want to go to Sunday school. That's too early. I don't want to go to church. Stay too long. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to understand those words. You know, you, you got an alibi for everything. And so God said, well, you won't know me like you, like you should know me, and you sure won't know what I want you to do. Psalms seven four says, delight yourself. In, look, delight, underline that. Delight, delight, delight. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, if you're not delighting in him, why should he unfold to you? The desires of your heart. Do you realize God uh, moves us and he plants us through our desires? God will put in your heart a desire, nothing to be a doctor, a desire to be an architect, a desire uh, to be a plumber, a desire to be a brick mason, a, a desire to be an attorney. A desire to be a pastor, a desire. To, he'll he'll move. And then uh, I remember the previous church where I pastored. Uh, I had a desire to be there, a desire. But when God was finished with me at that previous church, you know what He did to me? He lifted the desire, and I couldn't stay there one week more. When that desire to be there was no longer there, God moves us even through our desires. He says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Beloved, God knows the condition of your heart. Do not expect God to give you the desires of your heart if you are not thankful. Do not expect God to give you the desires of your heart if you're not rejoicing in the God of your salvation. Do not expect God to give you the desires of your heart if you're not committed to the Lord and his work. Why should God clarify his will When you you can't even come to church on time. Look how quiet he got. (laughs) E, I'll move on. That's too much conviction. (laughs) E, the word of God, if you want to know his will, the word of God will reveal the will of God through the spirit of God. You want to know the will? Get into his word. Get into the word of God. The word of God will reveal the will of God through the Spirit of God. As you're reading the Word, the Holy Spirit will illuminate uh, that passage, make it alive, uh, give you insight into it. I'm going to tell you something else. It's happened to me time and time again. Let me let you in on something. God gives you revelation from himself and direction for your life As you meditate on Holy Scripture, I dare you, I double dare you, I triple dare you to get in the word of God and go slow and read meditatively. Read the word of God just slowly. Don't rush it. Rush it. And you know, as you're reading, God will begin to illuminate your mind and your heart. And God has given me some of the greatest insights and revelation as to what he wants me to do. Just as I was reading the word of God, the light came on in a particular matter that, uh, that he wanted to make me know about. He'll do that. The activities of God will begin to work in a mighty way when you are reading the word of God. If you're just tuning in to the Maranatha Broadcast, Pastor Draper is in the midst of a series entitled Starting Over. Joshua 1.8 says every young person, and old person too, should should know this verse. This book of the law should not depart out out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Say day and night. night. Now you got to cut off a whole lot to get to day and night. That you may (laughs) observe to do according to all that is written in it. How much of this book should we obey? Huh? You get you, you all of it, all of it in the space in between. OK, that you may observe to do according, according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success when you meditate and activate the word of God. Because Noah heard and obeyed the voice of God, his whole family. And the animal kingdom were blessed and preserved by God. The Lord grants success to believers who read the word of God. The Lord grants success to believers and really to the young folk, I want to say, who obey the word of God, the old and the young, and apply the word of God. The will of God is discovered through a life of obedience to the word of God. You obey the word and God will, be, will begin to clarify his will, you would be amazed at how God gives you guidance in, in decision-making as you are reading and meditating on the word of God. F, to know the will of God in this season of your life, whatever season you happen to be in, you must be willing to detach, say detach, to know the will of God in this season of your life, you must be willing to detach yourself from worldly people. Now, some of you have some relationships you need to break up with, distractions, the secular, secular music and secular stuff. You just live in a secular realm and the enticing things of this world system. First John two fifteen says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Satan is a master strategist at exalting you with so many distractions. What distractions? The cell phone, uh, the television, social media. What distraction? Entertainment, Business. What distractions? Being so inundated with the news media that you cannot discover what God is calling you to do. Unless you are willing to disengage, say disengage. You need to write that word down. Some of you don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> OK, unless you're willing to disengage from the business and activities of life, you will miss the will of God for your life. That cell phone will keep you from knowing the will of God. Social media, staying on it. I mean, some of y'all just own it. You own it too much and you're going to talk yourself into trouble. That's all you got to do? What a waste of time. If you're not talking about Christ and him crucified and challenging people's lives to a higher spiritual level, what a waste of time. Nobody want to know your political opinions. Don't give me. Don't text me that mess. I want to know about God and what he would have me to do, how to stand in a culture that's going to the pits. I, that's what. If you, now, now, text me something about that and i get happy. Unless you're willing to disengage from the business and activities of life, you will miss the will of God for your life. Television will will hinder the will of God, entertainment. So many entertainment shows. If I told you to give me a list of the shows that they have on morning and night, that's pure entertainment, y'all we can be here the next 30 minutes naming all those shows. And those shows will do nothing for developing your life and putting you in the will of God and maximizing your potential to the glory of God. Gee. The will of God is revealed through a life of worship. The will of God is revealed through a life of worship. Romans 12:1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Say living sacrifice. That's holy. That, that, that's worship. Holy, that's worship. And acceptable to God, that's worship, which is your spiritual worship. You say you want to know what is worship? Everything I just read before. Presenting your bodies to God is worship. Your lips won't lie is worship. A life that is holy is worship. A life that is acceptable, an, your tithes and offering that is acceptable, worship. To worship God is to present your bodies a living sacrifice before the Lord. It is also to live holy, acceptable, devoted, and consecrated before him, which is spiritual worship before the Lord. This will result in the will of God being revealed in your life. A people who worship God in a way prescribed by God himself will discover the will of God because they have a lifestyle of worship and not hypocrisy and secret sins and all of that. H, you know You are in the will of God when there is an unquenchable burden to do what God is calling you to do and nothing else can satisfy or fulfill that desire. You say that's big, but that's what you say on all of them. Well, the word of God is just big. You know you are in the will of God when there is a what? Unquenchable. It won't go away. Burden to do what God is calling you to do and nothing else can satisfy or fulfill that desire. I remember God was calling me to preach when I was 18 years old. I was a senior in high school, and God spoke to me. I, I, that's, I can't tell that whole account right now. But I didn't want to be called reverend and preacher boy, and I didn't want to be called all that back then. So I, I did a job, and I just ran. I said, oh, wait, it's too early for that. I'm just 18. I haven't had no fun yet, you know? But God, as I was moving around and Going here and there and singing here and there and uh, educating myself in other disciplines. God put a weight in my heart, a burden in my heart, an unquenchable desire in my heart. I was miserable not fulfilling that call to which God had placed upon my life. And then I thought I was going to die. Now I was going to heaven because I knew the Lord, but I would be up there at, disappointed. Because I hadn't fully done what God called me to do. I hadn't surrendered. You know you are in the will of God when there is an unquenchable burden to do what God is calling you to do. And nothing else will satisfy or fulfill that desire. You, let me give you a passage on that. Ooh, this is so good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Jeremiah chapter 20 verses 8 and 9. Read the whole chapter. Uh, uh, chapter 20 but Jeremiah was catching it he was catching it from the priest he was, I mean the, 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 the Judah was giving him a hard time and uh, he, uh, he, Jeremiah was persecuted I mean he was crying all over the place he was disappointed he was dejected I mean he was a hot mess so verse 8 says for when I spoke I cried out I shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. Oh man, Jeremiah was just tired. He was tired of the foolishness of Judah, he was tired of oppression and persecution. And he just came to the conclusion, I will not make mention of him. Who's him? God. God, I'm not talking about you anymore. That's the preacher man talking. You know, people can frustrate you so much until you just want to give up the ministry. A lot of pastors have walked away from the church because of rebellious, stiff necked, traditional people that refuse to change. Stony hearts, hard hearts, just full of everything but the Word of God. He says, I will not mention of Him. I'm not talking to you anymore, God. I'm not even talking about you. I'm not going to speak for you. No, look, no speak anymore in your name, his name. Now, you know, he, he's bold. Now, he, 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 was, he was worked up, hot mess. He just said, this is, I'm through with this. I'm through with this. I am through with i do not have to take all this. I can go somewhere and cut some wood and make me uh, some soup. But but look but thank God for the but but introduces a contrast. Yeah. But his word was in my heart. Now he thought he could not do it, but what he forgot about is that he had the word of God in his heart, which would not let him stop. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. That's deep, all the way to the bones. I was weary of holding back, holding back what? What God had called me to do, to preach and to uh, to preach and to stand and be a, a prophet to which God had called me to be. I tried to hold it back. I tried not to preach. I tried to shut up and not say nothing. But, but I couldn't hold it back anymore. I could not because it was like fire shut up in my bones. And he ended up doing continuously what he said he would not do. Moses was like that, too. People made him so frustrated. He spoke. He, he hit the rock instead of uh, speaking to the rock like God had told him to do. And he missed the promised land. He missed the promised land because of the rebellious, stiff necked people. And he did not cross over. Now He made it to Canaan. He made it to heaven. But he did not cross over because he misrepresented God being frustrated with stiff necked people who wouldn't obey. Now, I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm not going to get no whooping because of you. I'm going to just go and do what I'm supposed to do, whether you do it or not. Because your blood is not going to be on my hand. That's why I mount the pulpit and preach through pandemics and preach through ups and downs and roundabouts. I'm going to hold my post until I can't do it anymore. Why? Because God has burdened my heart. He put the calling in my heart. When you have been arrested and called by God to do a certain task for him, there is an irresistible desire that will not leave you alone until you yield to what God has called you to do. I, it is God's will for parents to teach their children to obey Christ and his words. And it is also the will of God for children to obey their parents. Parents, did you get that? And children, whether you 28, 38, 48, your parent, you still a child under your parent. Okay, it is God's will for parents to teach their children to obey Christ and his words. And it is also the will of God for children to obey their parents. Ephesians six, one through four. I love what the amplified translation says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Okay, is that an option? No. Obey. 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 Unless your parents is tempting you to do something that's illegal, like getting you to go. Get some crack or something, you know. I mean, these parents, some parents are crazy, you know. But, but, but now I'm talking about an, under normal situations. Children obey your parents in the Lord. Now, you know what that means. This means to accept you, young folk out there. You listen to me. You, you sit next next to your child. You hunch them so they pay attention. They might be nodding. <laughs> this means to look. This means to accept your parents. Guidance and disciplines and discipline as God's representative in that house. Your parents are God's representative in that home. They represent God in that house. And when you disrespect your parents, you are disrespecting God. Can I get an amen? Amen. He said, well, why should I do it? Well, look at the next passage. Look at the next phrase. For this is right. <laughs> the Bible, the Bible answers the question for this is right. That's why that's why, you it's right. It's right. Don't even think about it. You don't have to, you don't have to pray about should I obey my parents? It's right. <laughs> this means obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. When you obey your parent, you gain wisdom. When you obey your parents, God inculcates within you self-discipline, self-management. They need to teach you how to get up. They need to teach you how to go to work. They need to teach you how to live. You're not going to stay in that house that's your nest for the next 40 years. Even the birds know how to move the little birds, birdies out of the nest. They, they're not full grown birds still saying, Mama, give me a worm. <laughs> Grow up. Take responsibility. Yeah. So, when you do the right thing towards your parents, you learn obedience, you learn wisdom, and you learn self discipline. And if you're not disciplined at home, you're not going to be disciplined in college. And th- I tell you what, you end up in jail and they'll discipline you, they'll tell you when to take your shower. Why somebody watch you, shower. They're going to tell you when, how long you can have recreation. They'll tell you when you're on lockdown. they tell you when to get up. They tell you when to go to bed. That's right. That's right. we try trying to save you a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Verse 2. Honor. Say honor. Everybody. Honor. I honored my parents until they died. Whatever they asked me, i do. And I was full grown man, the pastor of the church. I never went Went and told my mama, well, mama, now, I don't have to listen to you now. You know, I'm the pastor. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. She, she tell me to bring some chicken. I'm going to bring some chicken. I said, you want some? I'm, I'm going to offer things to her, my daddy. I, I honor them. I honor them. And then I told them, I said, no, mama, you, you don't have to call me no Reverend Dra- you know, They had a reverence of, for those who were in spiritual authority of the church. And they, they would call me Pastor Draper. I would say, mama, call me just by my name. Just call me Randy Just call me remember, Y'all you, rep, you represent God They had a respect They had a respect As Pastor Rander concludes this message Let us commit ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit As given to us in the Word of God Love, joy, peace, long-suffering Kindness, goodness, faithfulness Let us commit ourselves to giving our best service to God In all that we do For when we give God's way, as His Word tells us, we will receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching, please join Pastor Rander at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas.